If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I want to make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pull back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3x increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from $8,000 per month, for example, to $20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Welcome to the Double Your Sales Now show, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minches, and once again, I'm super excited about today's show. I, I can't get enough of these. I mean, I'm not sure that once a week is even enough to have all these amazing guests to connect with. I'm, I'm excited about today's show. I have Mr. Howard A. Lim. I know you're going to love him, and I just want to say before I introduce him, hello to Howard. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. And I'm excited to connect with you on the show. I know we know each other through our speaker agent. We've only met in person once, but I've just heard such fantastic things about you. So welcome. So glad Thank you're you. here. Glad to be here. And I'm so glad we have listeners from all over the world now. I, I just looked recently, we have listeners in over 55 countries. So I just want to say thank you for listening and being part of the Sales Coach Now community. And if there's ever anything we can do for you, please reach out to us. We would just love to support you in any way. So let me tell you a little bit about Howard. Howard Lim is the president of How Creative based in sunny Los Angeles. I say sunny, not that I miss it at all. Just, oh, I miss it so much. Anyway, he has been building business and brands for three decades. Mr. Lim has shepherded the brands of emerging, leading, and Fortune 100 companies such as, you know, just a few little brands like Apple, Wow, Disney, DreamWorks, Honda, Xerox, Namco, HBO, Mattel, Oracle, adding billions of dollars to clients' profits, brand value, and equity. So you can see why I'm so excited to have him here today. These rich and diverse experiences have allowed him to develop and refine a complete branding process from an innovative branding strategy to execution to managing the brand. This process has crafted compelling brands that were welcomed into big box retail spaces such as Nordstrom, Macy's, Toys R Us, Costco, Walgreens, Target, among others. He's a frequent speaker, judge, and panelist at invention, product, and business conferences, and through his seminars and workshops, has taught more than 70 
75,000 entrepreneurs how to build differentiated brands that connect with customers intellectually and emotionally, proving that authentic brands accelerates growth, customers, profit, and value for every company, large or small. So for those of you who haven't gotten out your pen and pencil yet, I want to encourage you to do that. I'm sure this is one that you're going to want to listen to again, because Howard has tons of great information for us today. So, but first I, I want to, we want to learn about you, Howard. So before we dive into the questions about sales and selling, can you just quickly tell us your story and in the branding world and what you love about it? Yeah, sure. Just real quick. My background is where I had studied in two colleges at uh, Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo and applied art and design and then did graduate studies at Art Center. And Art Center had the first Macintosh lab. And when I put my fingers on the keyboard, I saw the future. So I knew that things were going to go digital. It was a question of how to get things out of the computer into the world. And that was my mission. Wow, that's, that's really cool. And that you saw the future in that moment and that you've worked with such iconic brands. So go back to when you launched your first business. In the very beginning, did you have any limiting beliefs about sales, selling, or business in general? The only, the big thing I had a limited belief is, well, because I was doing things that were disruptive and people didn't understand because we're working in a digital world where everything was done by hand. A lot of the big studios, when I first presented, they didn't understand exactly what I was selling. And so, so that's when I had to really craft my value proposition. So yes, I had limited beliefs in the sense of how to get people to understand what is it that I was offering and how they could take advantage of it. And for those people who might not understand what a value proposition is, can you tell us a little bit more about what what it is to you and how you developed your own value proposition back then? Yeah, so a value proposition is really looking at what services or products you have to offer to a customer or to people or to a business and how you're going to position it so it differentiates you from others and what is the value of that differentiation that they could capitalize on. And what did you learn about yourself in the beginning or what was your early on value proposition that helped you start to grow your company? Yeah. So one of my first project was to create for Fujitsu was for the Wall Street Journal and Mac World and Mac User Magazine was an ad that was composing 14 separate images together as one single shot. And the the, the the challenge I had is all the big studios that were doing everything by hand back then or on a very expensive computer said it was impossible to do. So I basically had the whole industry saying it could not be done. And what was on my shoulders was that my team and I had to get it done in 10 days. And we didn't know how we were going to get it done, but we're very, you could say, ambitious. Mm-hmm. And we really believed in putting our minds to it and being creative and coming up with solutions that others had not thought of. And that's exactly what we did. We came up with that 14 image composite and actually became one of the most famous ads. And it put Fujitsu, which is the start of removable optical drives, and it put them on a map. And that was the start of it all because other big Fortune 500 companies started to see what we had done and how we actually made Fujitsu different than all the other companies that are out there that are fighting for the consumer space. 
And so that, that's where our name got floated around from other Fortune 500 companies and to other industries as, as well. Got it. Wow. So that one client and of course your, your and your team's efforts to solve their problem really sounds like put you on a great trajectory. So Howard, was it like after that, that you started to, the business started to grow quickly or at what point in the business did you realize you doubled your sales for the first time or you had taken an amazing quantum leap in the business? Yeah, I would say, yes, that was the big turning point for my business. I took some big risk and borrowed some money and decided to create my own studio back 30 years ago, seeing this opportunity and once I got that underneath our, in our portfolio, we started to really change the, the, our own trajectory as far as what we wanted to do as far as sales for our business. So yeah, we doubled it in the first year and then did about a tenfold the, the following year as far as business, as far as gross That's revenues. Phenomenal. Congratulations. Okay. So, so many questions for you, but you know, I, when you look back at your entire career and you know, all the way to that point where you had a tenfold increase in business. Can you point to one limiting belief that you changed about yourself or your self perception that allowed you to just have that business growth and, and be able to accept that business growth in your life? Cause I'll tell you a lot of people that we interview on the show or clients that we talk to, it's like they can't even wrap their minds around, you know, how big their business could grow or they have issues of, am I worthy of this? Or, or sometimes imposter syndrome comes up. Did you struggle with any of those things before the business did a tenfold? Yeah, I think the biggest challenge and limited belief was for others, for other companies to understand what we were doing. And it was kind of a combination of my own limited beliefs that they'd get it. And then limit the limited beliefs of the companies being able to see what we were offering. So it's it's kind of a common combination because we're creating literally a new category that had not been created before. But really what shifted, you could say, my limited belief was really seeing that anything was possible. And I really got one major thing out of this as well, looking back through my career, is that you got to be really committed, even though there may not be evidence that shows up. But there's a sense of that you have to really believe in yourself, you have to get over those limited beliefs in regards to how things are done traditionally, and then looking at how you could get and think, you could say from a, another angle, another perspective that maybe no one has thought of before. Yeah, I mean, you guys were really blazing trails back then. So it sounds like you had not only your own limiting beliefs overcome, but bigger than that was just helping other people overcome their limiting beliefs so that they could see how you could help them. It's interesting. So I'm curious about, you made the comment though, you have to be committed even when there isn't evidence. And I mean, that can be kind of like a spiritual term. It could be, you know, in quantum physics these days, we hear people talk about that, right? Like even Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich, he talked about like the, the things that were unseen, the things that you couldn't see yet. You could be three feet from gold and not know it. Was there ever a moment where like you, you, like the money was running out or things weren't going in the direction where you had some serious doubts, but you, you moved forward anyway. Yeah. There's, you know, times where you, with every company, you have your highs and lows. And the way that I overcome my limited beliefs is that at the end of every year, I write down my vision and see what needs to be tweaked or shifted. Or you could say nowadays what, it's called pivoting, mm -hmm. being able to pivot. 
by looking at, I look at kind of, you could say, I look at the future trends. I'm able to see, I'm a, somewhat of a visionary. So I get able to see what are the future trends with cultures and technology and the economics of business. And so it's like, I got to write down, I got to write down, like it doesn't, didn't stay in your mind. Otherwise it just keeps limited. And in, in my perspective, it keeps limited in that space. But once I write it down, there's an opportunity now I could create it into reality and overcome those beliefs. So you write down whatever the limiting belief might be at the time, and then you analyze it so that you can overcome it. Is that right? So you, you like to be able to write it and look at it. Yeah, write it and look at it. And yes, it's writing things down without, again, like exactly what you point out, is that without the evidence showing up. In other words, oh, okay, I want to double, I want to double, let's say my gross income. I want to be able to reach another category of business that I hadn't worked with before, or let's say industry. So I write down exactly what I want to occur in my future for that next following year. And then I basically apply myself without having, you could say, the beliefs, the limited beliefs interfere with me. I focus on my vision. Therefore, the limited beliefs don't have a chance to rebut my own mind, you could say, <laughs> be a rebuttal. Sure. So it's like you stay a few steps ahead of those limiting beliefs. You just keep focused on that vision. Is that right? Exactly. Because everybody's going to have that, that, that self-talk saying, oh, this can't be done or this or that. Everybody has that because we're human. So what gets me beyond those hurdles and those obstacles is to always keep in mind in the forefront, what is my vision? And honestly, what difference am I going to make in other people's businesses? And so by putting that in the forefront, it's no longer about me. It's more about the difference I can make in other people, with other people. Sure. Yeah, we talk a lot about that. That comes up so much. And thank you for saying that, that once your focus becomes your focus on service to others becomes larger than your fears or your limiting beliefs, you really start to take off. But I like how you said it in terms of like, really, you keep that vision out in the forefront. So it's like, you're, you're always chasing the vision or inside of the vision versus the limiting beliefs. And I think for those people who are listening, like that's a big shift. It's like, how do you move out of your limiting beliefs and stay in and your vision and stay committed to your vision when, as you said, Howard, the evidence might not be showing up. And it's, it's a real exercise. I'm curious, Howard, any, any tips you want to share with our listeners, like how you set up your day so that you can be in this committed mindset? Are there certain habits that you have that have been really effective over the years? Anything that you would share with them? Yeah, so what I do to the best of my ability and humanly possible and with my attentions is I go through, I, I got to have a clean space for the, the, the following day. In other words, my mind has to be clear. So what I do is at the end of every day, I go through all my emails. I literally go through every single email and it might take three to four hours, but I go through them, answer any questions and clients may have or what have you. And then I put everything in my calendar of what I want to have occur on an ongoing sequence, you could say with perhaps up to two or three months in advance. And that actually grounds things into reality. So it keeps me moving forward based on my commitments, based on my vision. So in other words, oh, okay, so I want to be able to reach, let's say, more company. I'm just making this up, but more companies in the medical industry. Well, then I'll set things in my calendar to call like certain 
let's say, events, speaking events or events where there are going to be gatherings of, let's say, technical hospitals when it comes to conferences. And I will apply myself to make sure that I call these conferences to make sure that they know that I'm available to them. And so that's what I'm saying is that I, I got to clear my mind the night before, write, go, go through all my emails, whatever it takes, two to three hours, and then write down what I want to occur in those next two months because those next two months will really spill into the, the whole year, if not the following year. So there's this full concentration of energy of what I need to complete and then what is it that I want to create and then building it into reality. Mm, so good. Thank you for breaking that down. It's so clear because it, I mean, for everyone who's listening, it's, it's taking that vision and really working backwards, but then working forwards again to make sure it sticks in your calendar so that you're taking the steps on a daily basis. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. And all right, Howard, I have so many questions. This is so fun. So let's go back to the tenfold increase, right? Because I can tell our listeners are going to be at the edge of their seats on this one. So when you look back, what are the top two sales strategies that you and your team utilize to have that tenfold increase? The first thing is that when it comes to branding, I had to demonstrate that we really are the masters in building brands. And one of them is to differentiate and so, you know, when we were, when it came to like Paramount and Columbia Studios, ABC Studios, Disney, DreamWorks, all these companies, right? They have what's called Portfolio Day, where all the big agencies will drop off their portfolio on a Thursday. And then the, the in-house creative team from, let's say, DreamWorks, for example, all the creative directors will look through the portfolio and see who they think it would be perfect to represent DreamWorks. Well, what we did that was different is that we created, we went ahead and printed a very expensive piece, which is a promotional piece that was split bindery. I ordered paper from Italy, did foil bounding on it, excuse me, foil stamping on the cover. And it was a piece I was really proud of that really represented our work. And what we did differently is that at the time, FedEx was just getting known and very expensive to use. I FedExed it directly to the actual decision maker rather than getting lost in a, in a shuffle when it came to portfolio day. So it landed it. So when it came to FedEx and it's still true today, everybody would open up a FedEx package versus regular mail and it brought on more attention by doing that, creating a, a clear promotional piece that differentiated us by going outside of the norm and going directly to decision maker. That's how we're able to get minimally, it was actually more than a tenfold in our business because we got noticed, we stood above the crowd and we had work that really truly represented the efforts of our branding solutions. Wow. So it sounds so simple that, you you know, and yet we get stuck in our, our habits of doing things. So you, you guys went above and beyond, created something that would really stand out and created a way for it to get there that would really stand out. And so... I mean, obviously you're, you're in the world of brand, like branding is your thing. So standing out is really important, but, but you, you did that really extraordinarily well. Let's go first. Did you have another strategy you wanted to share before we go into what you're going to share with our listeners? Yeah. Another strategy is that I, I loved going to trade events because it's instead of like, you know, going to each, each individual company that you would love to represent and love to build brands for, 
I love going right to the source where people from all over the world would go to, and then you have a chance to building relationships one-on-one versus through phone calls or through email. I'm a f- still a very firm believer, and I find that every successful company that I've seen and I, who I've talked to as far as owners, they love still that one-on-one rapport and building things through, you know, having a coffee or meeting with them and taking another opportunity to having dinner with them to really nurture that relationship, I find is one of, uh, one of the strongest, in my opinion, building sales strategy, a really solid sales strategy. So, for example, when you would be at a, a trade event, would that be so then you would you would ask them to lunch or dinner and then you would just keep nurturing the relationship just to get to know them until it turned into something more? Exactly. So what I would do is I would see who's showing up at this trade event, which companies would be great to represent, and who would be the decision maker. And then, you know, just simply send an email to them through LinkedIn, for example, and just say, I needed to be there and, and it'd be great if we could connect. In fact, I have three people that have already emailed me at the next big event I'm going to that would love to partner with us that have done the same thing. They've, they've actually called me and said, can we get together? And, or I shot an email, can we meet face-to-face as the end goal? Got it. And I think that's such a great reminder for all of us. So Howard, I want to move into this last piece. We know you're an expert in business development and branding. Can you share your top two to three strategies that you teach your clients? Yeah. So the first is that you got to offer something that's unique and differentiates from others. The second thing is you got to be consistent of how you want to be represented and actually how you're being seen. For example, on a scale of 1 to 10, most companies hire a designer for the website. And if you have a product, then they hire another designer to do the packaging. And then you have another designer that does a social media. So everything may represent a piece of who you are, but nothing is congruent to actually illustrate the true value that you bring to your customer. So in other words, you have a disarray of what are called touch points to represent what it is that you're bringing to them. So if they go visit your website, if they go visit your product, they all look different. Nothing has the same tone and voice. And so it's a poor representation of the true value you could bring to your customers. So on a scale of one to 10, how you're representing yourself, generally speaking, what I find 90% of, over 90% of companies are representing themselves a three or four versus an eight, nine, and 10. And when you represent yourself as an eight, nine, and 10, then you're going to be able to increase your sales. Got it. And you're right. Like the, you, especially as a business is growing, it can be very piecemealed and not being consistent in how they're being marketed and represented. So I know you have a cool offer at the end for our listeners. Before we get there, Howard, any final advice for our listeners who, you know, somebody might be having their best day in business, but for someone who might have, be having one of their toughest days in business, what would you say to them? You're having a really tough day in business. Keep focus and just know that as long as you're keeping focus on your vision, things are going to start percolating and put a lot in your pipeline. In other words, you can think of it, you have three buckets. You got your lead bucket, you got the bucket of your customers, and then you got your customers you can continue to nurture, right? So the lead bucket, I would recommend that at least two hours a week you focus on leads and sales, okay? Two hours a week, minimally. 
You focus on lead on cells because eventually those will ripen. A few of those might percolate, let's say 10% or 15% might percolate that actually become a customer's when you start to nurture those leads. So again, you have three buckets. So those down days focus more on the leads. Okay. On the days that you're doing very well, I would still focus on at least two hours a week on leads, regardless of if you're, if you're, let's say humming along at a decent rate, you still need to fill that first bucket. And some people lose track of that first lead bucket to generate your sales. Excellent reminders. Thank you so much. So Howard, before we close out, I know you have some great things to offer the listeners. What would you like to share with them? Well, what I do for a lot of companies for the last 30 years is I offer them an online assessment of their brand identity. And we have this online assessment and it's all recorded through a webinar. And I go through like their logo, their website, product or whatever it is that they're using to represent them. And I mark up, we're recording the whole thing and I'm marking up what they should change, their value proposition, their arrangement of their layout of their website, their web pages. Therefore, they can have more immediate results and increasing sales. And so what I usually offer this is for $3,000 on your show, I'll offer for $500, but I'll limit the amount because I don't make any money. <laughs> but anyways, that's what I could offer is an online assessment. And if you're interested, you could email me and use as a subject head online assessment and email me at Howard at howcreative.com. That's H-O-W creative.com. And I'll set up a time and a day and we'll figure out what would work for you and myself. And we'll go to an online assessment to improve your touch points, your brand identity, so we can go from good to great. Oh, fantastic. So for the listeners, if you're interested in getting this kind of fantastic feedback from Howard and really getting an outside perspective from someone who's worked on some of the world's biggest brands, definitely emailed Howard at Howard at HowCreative.com with the subtitle online assessment, and then he'll get back with you on next steps. Fantastic. Howard, thanks so much again for being here today on the Double Your Sales Now show. I know your words are going to resonate with a lot of people and help them really think about how they want, you know, what they want to move forward with this year. Thank you. I appreciate being on the show. And I want to thank all of you. Again, we have listeners all over the world. Thank you for listening. If you haven't yet, you can go to my website, salescoachnow.com, and you can opt in for our new webinar. It's called The Authentic Sales Formula, an Entrepreneur's Guide to Serving More Clients Without Being Pushy or Salesy. So if that resonates with you, definitely grab it. It's a $497 value. It's our gift to you. And then we have lots of ways that we can stay in touch. And if you're looking for a speaker or sales trainer for your next conference or event, definitely reach out to us at contact at sales coach. Now I'd love to talk with you about how we can make your event one that will help your salespeople double or triple their sales this year. So thanks again, everybody. And we wish you your most epic year yet. Thank you for listening to double your sales. Now to get even more information, to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales now.